Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast that provides resources and tools to help support caregivers and their families. I'm your host, Charlene Hunter-James. Did you know that there are 5.5 million of military and veteran caregivers in the U.S.? Or that those caregivers provide $14 billion in services for wounded warriors each year. Military caregivers consistently experience worse health, greater strains in family relationships, and more workplace problems than non-caregivers. No caregiver handles this job the same way and no two service members or veterans have an identical set of health challenges. Regardless of the situation, having a good caregiver plan will make the process easier. AARP National Engagement Director of AARP Campaigns, Pete Jeffries, joins us today to talk about military caregiving and how COVID-19 has impacted this work. He's also informing us about an AARP initiative for our military. It is all coming up on Prepare to Care. Thank you, Pete, for joining us on Prepare to Care. Let's Great to start, be with you today. Let's start with um, saying my accolade to you as a former family caregiver of your father, who was a military uh, veteran. You sure. Want to talk a little bit about that because that's important. First-hand experience. Happy to tell the story. Uh, I'm a proud son of a Korean War U.S. Army combat vet, and about four or five years ago, uh, my mother had a severe heart attack, and she had always been his caregiver. He had Lewy body disease, which is an offshoot of Parkinson's. And uh, for anybody who understands that disease, uh, knows that uh, that there is a lot of hands-on caregiving that needs to take place. Well, when she became uh, uh, became more bedbound and certainly could not get up and move around as much as she had been when she was taking care of him, uh, that's where it was time for my sister and I to step in and fill that void. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, I'll, I always tell people this, uh, and it's not because I run AARP's uh, Veterans Military and Their Families Initiative nationwide. Um, it's simply because we're trying to share the information of what happens when uh, when family crises hit like that. Uh, I had to take some time off work. And, um, and as a teleworker, I actually affiliate with um, the folks at the ARP Iowa office in downtown Des Moines. The communications director came up to me and she said, this is the first thing you need to know. And it was a brochure about how to uh, get involved in filling out the, um, the necessary paperwork so that you could go through the power of attorney process. Mm-hmm. I, myself and my sister, we owe the world to Ann Black for taking her time, reaching out and handing us that like eight page little brochure because um, that was one of the first things about how to read up on, okay, here's what we're getting ourselves into. And, um, and so, you know, it's things start, if you will, um, at least in our case, start a little bit more slowly as far as taking care of the, the medications, 
going back and forth to doctor's appointments, helping to do transfers um, as his disease progressed about moving from a chair, from sitting in a chair to a wheelchair to get around the house or to his walker at the time. Similarly, from bed to walker or bed to wheelchair, depending on what stage he was in uh, with his Lewy body disease. Um, but the long story short is um, AARP has a number of free resources and has the content yes. expertise as it relates to caregiving to help any family on their journey of caregiving. Well, as you know, firsthand, and I'm a caregiver too of my 95-year-old father, it can be a daunting role, especially when you get into it at a moment of crisis. So let me ask you a few questions, Pete. You don't work with the AARP veterans, um, military, and their families initiative. What is that and why is it important? So about uh, in 2014, we were, uh, we, we found a, num a handful of states that were doing different outreach and engagement activities very episodically with the veterans and military constituents uh, who were ARP members. And over a short period of time, uh, we noticed that there was, um, uh, there was a tremendous opportunity of where there were intersections between the values of a veterans and military audience and the values of AARP, particularly in the subject areas of caregiving, fighting fraud, uh, finding employment, as well as simply trying to get connected to earned benefits. And so we stepped into that breach. And in January of 2018, we launched a nationwide initiative so that all of our state offices could partake in having a more deliberate and intentional and strategic way of delivering our resources, of marketing our resources, and promoting our programs, whether in community or now, given the pandemic, online, so that we could help those who needed help the most. Okay. So talk a little bit more uh, in detail about the caregiving, the fraud, the working jobs, and the earned benefits. Sure. So let's go ahead and we'll start with caregiving. And given our interesting times that we're living, given the pandemic, um, we've reached out and created some strong collaborations with a number of, of folks who are uh, very well known in veterans and military circles. Uh, when it came to caregiving, bar none, the Elizabeth Dole Foundation stands out as a very reputable and recognized source. And so AARP's caregiving team has done some joint collaboration with the Elizabeth Dole team in producing different free resources, of which anything that is veterans and military family related, you can find it right there at the bottom of your screen aarp.org slash veterans. Um, we update that site on a daily basis, which includes both our free resources that are standing materials that you can download, um, interact with online in a digital experience, as well as we're putting up fresh news stories every day. Um, and believe me, this go, as May is Military Appreciation Month, uh, we've had a lot of traffic on our site, as well as a lot of new content and new stories that have been filling that void. As far as back to the caregiving, um, we have on our website 
a free resource that veterans and military families have responded to us that has been has been filling one of those greatest needs. And that is our military and veteran caregiving guide. It's about a 42 page mm-hmm. brochure document, uh, but it, ca- it covers everything from some of the five key steps that you need to know as you enter your caregiving journey to um, a checklist or checklist plural of here are some of the basic things that you need to write down. It's one thing to have the family conversation and set the rules of the road when it comes to caregiving. It's quite another to go through an actual checklist and be sure that you are not missing anything in that conversation, let alone just being able to write down where does mom, where does dad have their different Mm special medical specialists Mm -hmm. with names, phone numbers, emails, things of that sort, the different medications that they're Mm -hmm. taking when they're supposed to take them so that there's a nice repository. Anyway, it, the checklists touch upon things like that. And then there's also a bounty of resources, free resources and others who have content expertise in both nationally and, and, and state by state that can be helpful in further guiding one's caregiving journey along the way. So that's the military and veteran caregiving guide. One, uh, one thing that we created and, and we're fairly proud of it is we weren't even 10 days into a lot of the stay at home orders that were going across the country and state by state. We reached out to our collaborator who we authored the caregiving guide with Elizabeth Dole Foundation and they were all in, they were all game. So we came up with this supporting military veteran and family caregivers in a pandemic. It's a two page fact sheet, but it goes through those five steps of ways to best prepare for your caregiving journey in these uncertain times. If you'd like, I can go over those five steps really quickly. Pull your team. Number one is pull your team together. Number two, Take inventory of essential items. How many times have you heard so far in the last eight to 10 weeks about, hmm, it's been kind of hard to run errands, been pretty hard to get groceries delivered, been hard to get medications delivered. So you first have to know what are your essential items so you need to, so you have a better understanding of how to get those delivered or at least somehow into your home. Number three is get medications and medical visits in order. For instance, with a lot of veterans, they go through the VA healthcare system. Well, a lot of VA healthcare facilities have closed their doors uh, to outside visitors, if you will, and instead have moved most, if not all, of their in person appointments to telehealth. So, again, it's important to know where you can still access your medical providers during a pandemic. Number four, create a plan to stay connected. Again, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another to get it on paper so that uh, you know exactly who is part of that team and what are the different roles that they will provide in providing the best care possible for your loved one. And then fifth and finally, maintain personal safety and self-care. And as a former veteran caregiver myself, I can tell you firsthand that if you get sick or you get 
worn, worn completely worn out, you cannot be of service as a family caregiver to your loved one. And even, and if you think you can fight through it, you're certainly not giving the best care possible. So again, um, those are five of the key steps, five of, five of the key ways to be the best caregiver possible during a pandemic. You can find it again, aarp.org slash veterans. And in fact, we have highlighted it on, on what we call one of our hot button tabs in the top right corner of that website that you see at the bottom of your screen. Click that button and it will take you straight to this two page fact sheet called Supporting Military, Veteran, and Family Caregivers in a Pandemic. I mean, you are so on the point with a lot of those tips because uh, it's often a crisis when you enter just caregiving period. And when you add the pandemic to that, I mean, it just compounds some of the issues and unfortunately, most people only talk about caregiving at that point rather than, and that's why those tips and prepare to care are crucial, you know, having the conversation. So I appreciate you really emphasizing that. Even I think I heard a statistic somewhere along the line that nine out of 10 family caregivers didn't necessarily know they were going to be a caregiver mm -hmm. until that family crisis hit. And that's so, right. and so again, we're just, that's why ARP has other resources that are called prepare to care prepare because to care. we never know when we're going to be there, but at some time, at some time right. over our, over our lifetime, we're either going to be providing care or we're going to be receiving care. Mm -hmm. And so it's good for everybody to be on the same page. And in this mm -hmm. case, I guess you could say literally on the same page, of being of understanding what the tips yeah. and best steps are. Do you see um, any fraud or uh, a large amount of fraud occurring um, with uh, military um, veterans and their families? Uh, absolutely. And mm -hmm. here is just a completely disturbing fact that we want to share far and wide. And that is, and it's according to AARP research that we did when we launched our fraud fighting division called Operation Protect Veterans, mm -hmm. we found that veterans and military families are twice as likely as civilians, twice as likely as civilians to be targeted by con artists. And unfortunately, that hasn't abated, that hasn't stopped during COVID-19. In fact, we're hearing of some scams, and that's exactly what they are, some scams of people either knocking on people's doors that are veteran military families and saying, we'll give you a COVID test right mm -hmm. here on the spot because we know you're too scared to leave the home. And uh, if they get people in that kind of, ooh, maybe I need mm. to do this now. They turn around and they want to charge, say, $250, if not more, for that on-the-spot COVID test. They're bogus. Don't fall for that. Uh, there's also been some solicitations similar to that of people either using the phone to call people, using email to get inside your computer, if you will, and say, I'm from TRICARE. 
which is one of the largest right. healthcare systems for both veterans and military and make a similar pitch. It may be disguised mm -hmm. somehow a little bit differently, but again, it's about a bogus COVID-19 test. Here's the bottom line there. Um, always reach out to your local VA, your regional VA. Um, you can always check the VA's website, va.gov. If you have questions about where to go get a COVID-19 test uh, and, and the bottom line is between TRICARE and VA Health, in most cases, they are either completely waiving the copay for pandemic tests or they are at a very much reduced fee because the government believes that's a small price to for the government to shoulder in taking care of that test, both for community health, as well as to salute those who have served us in a time of need. Okay, let's move on to another area that um, can provide or certainly has some challenges for some of our veterans and military and their families, and that's working jobs and employment. Can you touch on that um, both just as a regular challenge but certainly that's highlighted during the COVID uh, period. Well, uh, we, uh, again, generally speaking, we know that uh, uh, if older workers, or we call them experienced workers, get displaced for one reason or another, it takes them two to three times longer for those over 50 to get reemployed mm -hmm. as opposed mm -hmm. to those under 50. Certainly when we're talking about our veterans and military families, a large, large swath of them fall into this population. So uh, if you will, they're starting with one foot already in a hole as far as trying to get reemployed uh, during the pandemic. ARP, we're proud to say, has stepped up and trying to fill that breach right as, and again, timing's everything, right? Right as the um, as some of the stay-at-home orders were starting to sweep the country, which also displaced a lot of workers, AARP and our Veterans Military and Families Initiative, we were just on the front end of starting to roll out nationwide um, our AARP Veterans um, Veterans Tool is kind of what we call it, but it's a Veterans Wanted feature on our work and jobs website. And, um, and that is uh, one where it matches employers who are looking for those who have veteran or military experience, along with the veterans on the consumer side who are knocking on the door, looking for either a new job or a new career. And given the magic of technology, it does kind of that matchmaking as the veteran puts in some of their key strengths and skills and other job abilities. And then on the other side, it's the, uh, it's the employer that because that veteran hits the veterans wanted um, button on our um, AARP work and jobs website, that, um, that the magic will happen by technology and at least make that veteran or military family's resume and, uh, and credentials rise above so that they get a full fair look by those who want to employ those who have served our country. Well, you have mentioned a number of areas in which AARP has responded 
to um, serve our veterans, military, and their families? Are there any other special um, areas that uh, have not been mentioned? Well, last but not least, I, I like to say that um, AARP tries to do three things really well. Uh, one is we want to be able to um, convene the conversation. Two is we want to be able to communicate and in this time of need over communicate with, with our membership and broader mm -hmm. constituency. And three is that uh, we want to collaborate. And so what we have found now in a virtual environment, which we immediately moved to back in mid to late uh, March, is we've been doing a number of teletown halls, both on the national scale as well as state by state, where we're trying to get the folks from, whether it be the local, state, or federal veterans affairs, on the line with us so that our membership and the general public who are veterans or military families can be put in touch directly with those veterans affairs officials and get their questions asked and answered as it relates to whether it be VA uh, financial benefits, VA health benefits, okay. the VA health system, things of that sort. And we have served probably upwards of uh, 50 to 60,000 people when you combine the handful of state-based teletown halls we've done during COVID-19, mm -hmm. along with our national teletown hall that we hosted on May 14th, that actually featured the director of the veterans uh, Federal Veterans Affairs Engagement Office, and uh, and again, the um, the information that was put out was was uh, was great for our veterans and military families. And let me just share a couple of phone numbers here because I think that that could be helpful for those who are tuning in. One is the, uh, the general VA hotline. That is 855-948-2311, 855-948-2311. And that's on all things as it relates to the veterans administration of veterans affairs that goes along with the the website that we gave out earlier which is www.va.gov another one is if you have specific questions for the va as it relates to covid19 they have what they call a 311 contact center that's open 24 hours a day seven days a week that number 844-698-2311 844-698-2311. And one last one for you. Uh, that is, and this is a question that we get all the time, whether we're doing in-community programming, doing virtual programming like this by video, or doing, uh, uh, doing programming over the phone through our telephone town halls. This is the VA's Benefits Administration Hotline. So for your listeners and viewers, get a pen and paper handy and write this one down. 1-800-827-1000. That's the VA Benefits Administration Hotline, 1-800-827-1000. So are those numbers printed on your materials? Because we know uh, many people don't have access to computers. 
there I'm going to send you back to where we do have them all listed. And that is at www.aarp.org veterans. Again, we talked about those hot buttons on the screen. It will either be the uh, one of the top hot buttons to the right, or it'll be right there smack dab in the middle center of your screen. And we have what we call free resources for veterans and military families during COVID-19. And we have those resources listed. Again, click of the mouse after you get to the aarp.org slash veteran site, click of the mouse, hit that link and you will go and it's a drop down and it lists out all of these free resources available to veterans and military families that have been uh, specifically designed during COVID-19. Now, obviously some of those that I gave you, those are just 24 seven, 365. Well, Pete, you have certainly provided a wealth of information to our listening audience today, but I want to ask you, what is that last piece of advice that you'd like to leave with our audience? You're not on this journey alone. There are friends, there are families, there are those in your neighborhood. It simply takes a phone call, a text, reach out to them. People, people in the kindness of their heart, they want to be helpful, but in many ways, they don't know what to ask you and they don't want to, if you will, get too personal with you. But uh, if you reach out to them, that will go a long way so that you can lighten the load on your caregiving journey. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we want you to be safe and stay well. You do the same. Thanks for the time. We hope you found the information helpful and encourage you to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. Thanks for listening, and as always, we thank you for caring.